0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Audience of One podcast, where we live by Colossians three twenty three. Whatever you do, do it enthusiastically as something done for the Lord and not for men. Here we talk about life, purpose, and growth, and attempt to practically live our lives focused on pleasing our audience of one, which is God. Enjoy the show and be blessed. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Audience of One podcast. This is Monique Toussaint from moniquetoussaint.com. I'm super excited to have you here listening to today's episode. We are going to talk about the journey from producing to harvesting. And I have a very special guest, Isha Herbert Davis. She's going to come on and share about her experience with her company, as well as with her book, and some tips that can help you If you're in the season of, I have this product, but now I need to actually reap harvest from it. I hope you all enjoy the show. Let's jump right in. Hi, Isha. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here tonight.
1: Yes, I'm definitely excited to be here with
0: you, Monique.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: The topic that we're going to talk about today, I think is going to be really impactful and will really help a lot of people with the whole mindset of after you have a product or um, once you produce something, how do you transition from the producing aspect to the actual reaping aspect? So before we jump into the topic, can you tell the folks a little bit about who you are?
1: Yes, definitely. So I'm Isha Herbert Davis. I'm the co-owner of Events by Ashe. I own the business with my husband and we plan unique and life-changing Caribbean experiences. Um, I'm a mompreneur to a two-year-old, a very, very busy (laughs) two-year-old. I'm also an international best-selling author, speaker, and mentor to women. So that's me in a nutshell.
0: (laughs) I am super excited that my audience is going to get to know you a little better over the course of this interview. So thank you so much again for coming on the show. I mean, I think it's worth noting that I met you at a virtual networking. So folks, even though we are on lockdown right now, really can't get out, use this opportunity to expand your network. And for me, being an introvert, even though most of y'all think I'm lying when I say that, but I really don't like networking (laughs) in big groups, but the virtual networking thing, I can get with it because it doesn't feel, I don't feel pressured. It just feels like I can relax and really be myself and because we're in a space where it has to kind of be controlled everyone gets the opportunity to talk it's not overwhelming so i really appreciate that space and so i was able to meet isha and we connected and so i'm so excited that she's going to be here to share her 50s yes definitely
1: i i am so excited that we connected as well you know it just seemed like there were Um, You know, as we were introducing ourselves on the virtual networking event, and definitely like you, I am an introvert, although a lot of people who know me, they're like, no, you're not, but no, really, I am. (laughs) You know, I, um, for my business and, you know, other things that I've produced, and I love how you put that producing product, I love it. Um, I actually do not do in-person networking, just because it became really overwhelming for me as an introvert because I could do it, but I would be completely wiped out of energy by the time the event is over because it just takes a lot of energy out of me as an introvert to do those events. So I'm so glad that you mentioned that. And, um, you know, even with the lockdown right now, virtual events are still very valuable. And really that virtual networking event that we met at Monique was just so wonderful. Again, you didn't feel pressured. It felt like a really relaxed, safe space, you know, to talk and to um, share. So, you know, yeah, I'm so glad that we met at that event as well. And and here we are.
0: (laughs) Here we are. So today we're talking about the journey from producing to reap and harvest. And I'm wondering if you could share a little bit of your story about you and your producing and your products, what that has looked like, um, whether that be different events, um, books, your company, and some of what you've learned along that journey.
1: Yes, yes. And honestly, I have just learned so much over, you know, the past 10 years of being a business owner. It will be our 10th year um, business anniversary in August, early August of this year, we're in 2020. And um, I've also been an event planner in some way, shape, or form for almost 20 years. So uh, over those years, I've definitely produced and marketed all of what you've said, events, books, and my business over, the, over all those years. And I've learned so much. But what I'd really like to focus on you know, in our conversation tonight, um, the biggest takeaway or the biggest Thing or the largest thing that I have learned and applied consistently to any product that I'm producing is to have enthusiasm for what you have produced. Enthusiasm, you know, being excited about what you have created goes a really long way, honestly. And I feel that big takeaway or um, that big AHA moment, you know, to channel my inner Oprah here um, has really made me the most successful over the years, because if I'm excited about something, then I know that I can sell it, you know, Um, When you have that enthusiasm and it translates and it's infectious, you know, to your potential client, it makes them want to buy. You know, and then if you back that enthusiasm with the actual value that you're bringing your potential client when they buy, I find that will win every single time, you know. Um, so that's really the, the biggest thing over the years that I've learned in, you know, producing and marketing um, products, it, it, the enthusiasm, you cannot create you can't manufacture or fake enthusiasm, you know what I mean? And chances are, if you are trying to fake it, people can tell, you know, but when you have that genuine enthusiasm and that zest and that excitement for what you have produced, it just translates really, really well. And, um, yeah, it, it just attracts that good energy to you and you know, you'll, your potential clients will want to buy because you're genuinely and authentically excited about it and enthusiastic about it, it's, it's infectious. They will, they will see that, they will feel that and soak it up, you know, and I I hope that makes sense to you, Monique.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I agree 100%. Just thinking about things that I've purchased from people, the people who feel, um, who, who give me the, the energy and the excitement from their product, it makes me believe in it even more. So, whether that be, um, a a blog post, a recipe, if they feel excited about it, that makes me feel like, okay, this must be worth checking into because they clearly are all in, they clearly are invested in it. So I want to be a part of that as well. I think the Mm -hmm. the thing that kind of hinders us sometimes from really being all the way excited about things is the expectation of what others might think of said things. Because, you know, if you show up and you're like, through the moon about something, sometimes if people don't kind of meet that um, level of excitement, that can kind of deter you or detract you and make you kind of want to water down. So what are some ways Mm -hmm. or like, how have you kept that, that energy up, even when you've been in situations where people didn't really match your level of energy? Well, I think
1: the first thing, and I'm a big law of attraction and and universal laws um, person, you know, that's that's one of my beliefs. And I think one of the biggest things is when you have a product or an idea that is in the infancy stages, you know, there's two things, you know, find your people who are going to be as excited about it as you are and be really clear about who they are. And then the second piece is while it's in its infancy and you know, it's almost like a baby, you know, you, you got to protect your baby because you're absolutely right. If it's something that you are genuinely excited about, Chances are there's people who are not as excited about it as you are. And when it's in its infancy, you're absolutely correct. You know, um, those people can be detractors and they can be derailers. And, you know, just everybody has an opinion. At least this is, this is my belief. Everybody has an opinion. Um, but what people think about me is absolutely none of my business. And that's one of the sayings that I have had in my head, you know, for over 20 years. So I think when it's in its infancy, you've got to protect it you know, protect that idea, protect that product that's in its infancy until you find your people who are as enthusiastic and excited about it as you are, because there are going to be detractors, but they're just not your people. That's, that's really what it comes down to. They're not, they're not your client, you know, they're not your potential client. So in, in coming across people who don't understand or don't get or don't see the value in products that I've produced. I just brush it off. I'm like, you know what? Not my client, not my person. And there are for every person who is not my client or not my person, there are tenfold. You just need to keep that positive enthusiasm and um, positive thoughts about who is out there that is going to get.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree. And that goes directly in line with the whole theme and purpose of this podcast which is the audience of one so if we are producing things and being creative because our creator of course is creative he created us and we're being Mm -hmm. in the image of him and doing what we are being called to do we are supposed to exhibit that excitement and relish in that space with him because of course our audience of one is like through the roof it's like oh my daughter my son of course god is excited and like you said find your people find your your core people um, whether that be you know one or two friends here one or two friends there whatever that might looks like for you but that definitely will aid you in being excited and keeping that motivation and encouragement up as you're continuing to produce things Along the way
1: yes i am I'm over here on my end, just nodding to all of that, yes, absolutely <laughs> yeah
0: um, so can you share with us um, maybe the, your favorite thing that you've produced um, in the, the past twenty years of you being in business and you know having different ideas and creating things what 's been your favorite thing? Oh my gosh, wow, that is an interesting question um, so one of my
1: loves that I continually get excited about every single year and immersed in and relish is Ultimate Trinidad Carnival, which is our one of our Caribbean experiences um, that we curate and take a group of people, mostly women, um, to Trinidad to attend um, the Carnival Festival. and you know, my background is Caribbean, you know, my parents are originally from Trinidad. So I grew up, you know, in the Caribbean culture, in the carnival culture, around the costumes, around the music, around the event, and just, uh, you know, just in that um, immersion, you know, throughout my life. And I just continue to have that excitement every single year, you know, when we have our clients, they're booked, and we're sold out, and we're, Going to Trinidad Carnival and then they're excited because, you know, a lot of our clients are first timers. They've never been to a Caribbean carnival festival so um, They're all excited, you know, so feeding off of their enthusiasm enthusiasm feeding off of their excitement and then my own anticipation and preparing for the event. It's just my favorite thing to do every single year and, and I just I just love it.
0: That's awesome. And I think that ties in perfectly to our next question because you were able to take that excitement, you were able to take your childhood experience and share that and create a product that people are benefiting from. And of course, you're reaping the harvest from that as well because you now get to share this piece of you with other people and they are able to leave and create um, wonderful memories that they can pass on and they can invite their friends maybe the next year. With that in mind, I'm wondering what are some things that you've noticed since you've been in business over the last um, several years? What is something that prevents people from actually reaping said harvest?
1: That's a great question. So, what I've seen are two things. So the first one is when you haven't sown. That's the first thing. Um, the second thing, and I'll talk about them individually, but the second thing is when you haven't set an intention, a clear intention. So the, with the first thing, when you haven't sown, um, as I said, you know I'm a big believer in universal law, and um, in that. Field it's called the law of gestation, and I'm no expert in this field, <laughs> mind you. But I know the things that haven't produced for me, or that there hasn't been as big of a harvest as I thought there would be. Um, they have been the things that I didn't put a lot of effort or thought or planning into. And you know, I'm certainly not advocating to work yourself to the bone because you know I do believe in work-life balance. Um, however, the things that haven't worked out for me. Have generally been things that I probably haven't planned much, you know, or um, Perhaps I didn't think broadly enough in terms of the marketing or um, Yeah, I just did not sow those seeds and, you know, put those uh, thoughts out there, put those feelers out there or touching base enough um, but when I do all of that and put the effort in, put the thought in and the planning into it, you know, the reaping definitely comes, the harvest is definitely there. Um, the second thing that I mentioned, and, and this is one that's really big for me as well, um, if you haven't set a clear intention um, of what, what you want the outcome to be, that is one thing in my experience I have found. If, if I have not set a clear intention, then anything is really going to come. You're, you're going to get a wild card in terms of the harvest, right? Because you, you haven't set an intention about, for example, um, if I, let's say it's Ultimate Trinidad Carnival, if I did not set that intention to say, you know what, this is how I want my clients to feel at the event. This is how I want the team to um, work with them. This is how I want the team to interact with them. And laying that groundwork the intention, because when you set your intention, it translates into everything that you do. Because when you start doing the task, and if something doesn't fit, you know it, because you're like, hmm, this task is definitely not gonna lead me to what the intention that I initially set, then change the task, you know? So I really believe that setting your intention is so important and writing it down, you know, add that piece on as well, because that has definitely worked for me, you know, between writing it down having it on my vision board, um, and making sure that I'm setting that really clear intention about the outcome and how I want it to feel, how I want my clients to feel. Um, If I haven't done that, then that has definitely um, resulted in a harvest that was all over the place or or one that wasn't, you know, I wasn't able to reap at all.
0: And I, I hope that makes
1: sense, Monique.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. As you were speaking, the main thing that kept coming up to me is those two key points that you mentioned would help people stay focused on what they're trying to do initially and then their harvest won't be all over the place like you mentioned. I've talked to a lot of people yeah. who have so many ideas, which is great, um, but In that, there still comes a time where you have to, you know, sow those seeds of consistency of doing something so you won't keep getting derailed off of the next best idea. And I think that's helpful too when we think about like partnerships and different opportunities. If you set your intentions prior to when people or opportunities or things come along, you'll be able to discern, is this in line with the intent of what I'm trying to do or or not? Just because this might look really great on paper, will this help me get to the ultimate intent of what I started out doing in the beginning? So I think that was so, that was so powerful.
1: Oh, I'm so glad that you agree. And just to piggyback on what you said, um, because that word discern, the spirit of discernment, Ooh. <laughs> we can talk a whole right. few more hours just about that alone, because I really believe that's one of the things that's missing um, for so many people, uh, not only in, in this time, you know, through um, COVID-19, but in the last few years, it's one of the things that I've been just noticing about um, certain people, you know, that, that spirit of discernment and really being able to dig in and figure out. Is is this for me, you know, or is it not for me? Is it going to support my intentions? Is it going to get me where I want to go? Um, you know, there are definitely people out there who are kind of like um, a candle in the wind, you know, where it's okay, we're going this way. Oh, another idea, or bright shiny object syndrome, um, as it's called sometimes. You know, that spirit of discernment is so key. Okay, oh, Keith, I'm so glad that you, you brought that up in, in word form.
0: So I know earlier you mentioned that you are an international bestselling author, and I think that is so amazing. Can you tell us a little bit more about your book?
1: Yes, definitely. So I am a two-time published author. Um, the first book uh, was um, Realize Your Potential, and it was actually a co-authored effort with uh, myself and 16 other women. Um, and my second book is uh, called Carnivalista Lifestyle, uh, Joyous Self-Development for Hardworking Professionals and Entrepreneurs. And uh, it is a, a part love story, um, a chronicling my, con- my um, relationship with my husband, Tarek. Um, it's part uh, workbook and it's part self-development um, because the journey of creating our business and finding our niche Um, And finding our ideal clients is interwoven very tightly with (laughs) the progress of our relationship, meaning um, my husband and I. So it's a part of all of those things. Um, And it's all just wonderful um, Caribbean life lessons that I've learned from my parents over the years. Um, And I'm so grateful to be able to have written that and um, share that you know those Caribbean Caribbeanisms, as you know, sometimes it's called um, you know with people who are probably not exposed to Caribbean culture as much. So. Um, yeah, that, that's the book in a nutshell. That
0: is beautiful. Can you tell us a little bit more about maybe one thing about how you were able to really get that book out into the world? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. You know,
1: there were definitely social media channels um, that I use to get the book, you know, book launch out there and let people know about the book. Um, definitely um, using our uh, mailing list, you know, once the launch happened and Um, Making sure that people were aware, you know, of the story and, uh, you know, promoting and the marketing of the book and and what everything kind of looked like. Those are just two of the channels um, or the marketing tactics, as it's called in the world of marketing, um, that we used for that book. But yeah, I would say those two are definitely the main ones.
0: And it definitely resulted in great um, harvest and result for you um, becoming a best-selling author for sure. And that just brings me to the next point. I know that many of our listeners are just finding out, but you and I are actually going to collaborate on an awesome event coming up on Thursday, May the 14th. And I would really love for you to use the opportunity now to share with folks what we have going on and why people should come and especially why should they come and hear from you?
1: Yes, I I am super excited about this collaboration, Monique, as you know, you know, and, and when, you know, hearing about you and your business and, and, and what you were doing, I mean, the idea just popped into my head when we were on that virtual networking event. It was kind of like, hmm, I wonder if she would consider this, you know, so I'm just so pleased that um, we were able to uh, come together and turn it into a product, you know, so um, learn to market your book webinar. So, why should you attend this webinar? If you're listening to this podcast and you have a book already and it's not selling, then you should attend. (laughs) If you're currently writing a book and it's almost ready to be published, then you should attend. (laughs) Um, But really the main reason you should attend this webinar is because you wanna have access to another stream of income. And you also want to learn how to make it happen consistently, you know, we've been talking about reaping and sewing and one of the things that um, I believe Monique you said uh, the words consistency. um, You got to be consistent with any marketing that you're doing, you know, if you're you're looking for a shot in the dark and it's a one time thing. It's probably not going to work, you know, I think it's up to It's 14 times that people need to see your product before they buy or something like that. So consistently getting your product, getting your book in front of your people is going to continue to be really important for you to translate into sales of your book, right? So consistency consistency is definitely gonna be one of the key things that I'm gonna be um, teaching in this webinar. I'm going to show you how to put together a marketing strategy because you need to have that Um, and what your marketing tactics are going to be. So your strategy is going to include who is your reader. Um, What is their demographic. What do they look like. What do, what are they on social media. What social media are they on Instagram. Are they on Facebook, you know, where are they hanging out. How can you get them to be interested in what you have to offer? So we're going to go through all of that. Um, And definitely also in your marketing strategy, go through your tactics. You know, I did talk about two of the tactics that I use to market my book, you know, our email list and our social media channels. So larger companies have their marketing strategy and they have hundreds of marketing tactics, hundreds. So I'm not definitely not advocating that you need hundreds. (laughs) However, you need a few at least a few different tactics of how you're going to market your book, and then you need to execute them consistently. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Um, We're also going to talk about how to overcome your fear of selling because you got to sell the book, (laughs) you got to be able to sell the book and you need to overcome that fear. So um, we're going to definitely talk about that um, and and a couple of other things. And it's just going to be a really fun, engaging, action-packed half an hour that you can take away and definitely start putting your plan in action to create another stream of income for you through your book.
0: And I cannot wait, y'all. This is about to be so, so good. And I know that I'm going to see you all, um, whoever attends the the webinar, I'll see you all in a couple months and you'll be so excited that you invested in yourself to attend this webinar because your other stream of income will be flowing very fiercely if you're able to put Into place the things that you're going to learn in this webinar. To sign up for the webinar, you can go to my website, monituse.comslash write, and I will leave the information in the show notes. But again, that is monituse.comslash write, W R I T E. So, Isha, thank you so much for that information. Thank you so much for sharing with us a little bit more about your story, your wonderful business, your book. All of that has been so awesome. And you all, as you can tell, she is extremely knowledgeable about all the things that she is knowledgeable about. And that is why I felt that she would be the perfect person (laughs) to collaborate with for this marketing webinar. And again, I am super excited about that. So I really hope that if you're listening and if you have a book on your heart, if you have a book um, that you already have on your shelf, please, please come you have nothing to lose, but everything to gain, you'll gain valuable information, and then a plan and strategy that you can implement into your business and your book sales. So, Isha, um, with our podcast, we love to wrap up every episode with an affirmation and a scripture, and I know that you have something prepared for us today, so please go ahead and share with the audience.
1: Yes, I do have something prepared. So, As far as the affirmation is um, concerned, I have several that are up around my um, home office, but the one I'll share tonight is, uh, everything is always working out for me. I have uh, this one on my keyboard. (laughs) So when I'm typing or, you know, so I see it several times a day as I'm sitting at my desk in my office. And then um, the scripture that I'd like to share is uh, Proverbs chapter six, verses six to eight. And I thought this one would really tie in nicely with the theme of this podcast, Monique, and I hope that you like it. And it reads, Go to the ant, O sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Without having any chief, officer, or ruler, she prepares her bread in the summer and gathers her food in harvest. And I, I I just think it ties in so well. I, when I found it, I was like, oh, I love yes. this. I need to I need to say
0: this tonight. <laughs> yes, I love that. Oh my gosh. That that was that was a perfect verse and the affirmation I actually wrote that down right now. I think that is perfect for me to have um, at my desk as well. So thank you so much for sharing that. So I am going to close this out in prayer, but then I'll just give you the opportunity at the end to share any final remarks that you might have before we wrap this up. And of course, audience, if you enjoyed listening to Isha tonight, she is going to be hosting the Learn to Market Your Book webinar, and she would love to have you in class. So please make sure you go over and sign up for that. So I'll go ahead and pray. Dear Lord. thank you so much for this conversation with Isha about the process of producing something and then reaping the harvest. God, I thank you that she's been able to reap so many harvests in her life and I thank you that she has um, knowledge and wisdom to share with others about what that journey has looked like. God, I pray that everyone that's listening to the show is able to see their harvest. I pray that they're able to sow those seeds and that they're able to really um, dig in and stay focused along their journey so that they're able to see the harvest that you've planned for them. I pray that they have great intention and that the fruit of their labor is bountiful and will ultimately give you all the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. All right. Amen. Do you have any final closing remarks before we wrap up this episode?
1: Just that I'm so excited. (laughs) 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 That's all. (laughs) I'm really, really excited, um, you know, to join everyone next week and just, just talk about selling your book. I mean, it's just so powerful. and, And I really can't wait to share all of this information with you all next week. It's going to be so much fun.
0: Awesome. Well, Isha, again, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Hope to have you back in the future. But of course, I cannot wait until this webinar next Thursday. So thanks so much. And I will talk to you soon. Bye. Yes. Thank you. Bye-bye. Isha is amazing. And as you heard a snippet here on the podcast, she is full of wisdom, full of knowledge. And we are both so excited about the workshop that she's going to offer on Thursday, May the 14th, about learning to market your book. This is going to be a phenomenal experience for you. If you have a book, if you want to have a book, if you're in the process of writing the book, I think it will be very, very fruitful for you to attend this webinar and just learning more about who Isha is and her background and the different experiences that has brought her this to this point point. It was really inspiring and really amazing. So just to be able to sit under someone who've had such a such rich experiences in their life, I think will be life changing for you as well. So um, make sure that you check the the link in the show notes to sign up for that webinar. And if you like this episode, which I know you did, please share this in your stories on Instagram, tag us on Facebook. Please, so more people can find out about this community. Feel free to go back and listen to episodes that you might have missed i've been regularly posting every monday since january so i have a lot of great content for you all to listen to here on the show as well as rate our show leave us a five-star review and comments all right folks until the next time i will talk to you all later bye